This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Thank you so much for sending your questions. Make sure you're following Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. Brian Crane says, what about grabbing a sliding linebacker in the second to take Logan's spot in two years? Love both players, but next year you got to save some money. Yeah, I could see it. It's not likely. I'll tell you how likely I think this is. I haven't watched a single linebacker. <laughs> Ivan Peace. Sure, they've met with him. That is not a Logan Wilson replacement, I don't think, unless he really no. unless he really impresses you. That's it's probably an Akeem Davis Gaither replacement of just like a guy you could try to Swiss Army knife. He can blitz. He can he's athletic. He's local, so the visits were free. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm into that. But that's probably day three, right? I haven't looked too much into his draft stock right now, but it feels like a fourth rounder. For some reason, and and I someone actually uh, sent me a message about this. They said, "Why why did they put this as a top thirty visit for Ivan and the Bengals?" And I don't know if it was just a mistaken because it was lo- a local visit. Uh, but obviously, I don't I don't think that's a top thirty visit for this team. I agree with you. I think that's going to be a final day, maybe a, a fourth round. Uh, I'd be a little surprised third round, but hey, anything could happen on draft day. Once you get past first first round, all bets off. Uh, you know, anybody could go. Roberto Aguayo went in the second round. Let's all remember. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> Kicker. Matt. He got cut after a year. He wasn't good. Do you have the glasses? Uh, no, you're thinking of um, Rigoberto. No, that's the I punter. Am. That's the punter. That he is a punter, uh, but I think I'm thinking that. Who was the goggles? Hopefully it comes to me. <laughs> we'll move on to Matt. He says, how would you feel about Xavier Hutchinson in round three and eventually replacing Tyler Boyd with him? Uh, that that's interesting to me. Rodrigo Blankenship. I looked it up. Okay. They had Rodrigo Blankenship and and Rigoberto Sanchez at the same time, and that See? did mess with me a little bit. The R name. Uh, anyway, yeah, I I haven't watched him, but the measurables really match up as Tyler Boyd. I think if they are going to take a guy, it's going to be somebody who's bigger, six foot plus, two hundred pounds plus, and he fits that. Uh, inside outside versatility, at least the ability to play inside, he fits that, and is probably day three. He fits that, maybe late day two. I could see round three, and that, that's what he said, right? Uh, yep. Yeah, I could see that. I think I think it's a, a tiny bit rich, but it's also the Bengals and wide receiver. They love wide receivers, so like what I think might be a tiny bit rich for them is probably perfectly fine for what they think they're like yeah that's great uh i don't think it's rich for hutchinson i think it's rich for what they need right now but also you're not drafting for needs so if he's bpa take him uh my guy jonathan mingo if he was there at 92 i'd be about it even though i think he's projected a fourth fifth round guy i did see that peter schraker mock where he goes at like 27 that's a little early that's a little early oh <laughs> uh, no it was the saints it was a weird trade thing it was it was a whole oh. whole deal uh but yeah I, i'm in I, I we have to be a little bit realistic about what they might do with boyd i'm mm-hmm. i'm okay if they extend him as long as it's probably yeah. not going to break the bank or stop them from extending t higgins but where I am with that is probably you want to look to the future and you want to talk about team that can draft and develop wide receivers. Other than John Ross, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Yeah, and it just feels like a third round pick for them this year mm-hmm. because, and especially going cheaper that route. I, I, I guess I'm all for if they could extend Tyler Boyd, but if you do get the Higgins extension done and you do get the Jamar Chase extension done the following year, if you're going cheaper in the wide receiver room and you got a guy for four more years, then I'm all about that. Uh, we'll go to Eric. He says, what are the players in this draft from any round that are going to help us beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game and get back to the Super Bowl? Here's the thing. Having your offensive line healthy in the AFC Championship game would have helped them beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that was a it was a it was a brutal start for Cincinnati's offense. It wasn't their best game of the season, so that's why they struggled in that. I I think you we've talked about this before. We talked about it on Tuesday's podcast when it comes to cornerback in the secondary. I'm really leaning into that cornerback at 28 right now, because maybe that helps you in January when you're in the playoffs and your secondary needs some help, or you have an injury in the secondary and you have Cheeto who you're going to be moving on from. So I think that's the route you want to take because you can look at what the chiefs did in the draft last year, guys that were able to step up for them rookies on their defensive side of the ball. And that was absolutely huge. So I'm actually kind of going more cornerback at 28 now. And I think that's what could help them in the long run. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the best long-term value. The best short-term value is probably going to be tight end at 28, right? Uh, You think a guy that's probably going to start year one. Corner, probably not starting year one without an injury. But they've had injuries like every single year at corner. It would be funny. This, Well, I don't want to say. Well, I guess it would be funny because this would be no injuries. No injuries at corner for the first time and they draft a guy in the first round. I'm all about it. Yeah, this is a great quarter group. And, uh, you know, if they stay healthy all year, that is what you want. But it would be kind of funny. They drive it, that kind of happened at safety this past year. Although I think Bell and Bates, they've been pretty, pretty uh, safe, not not injured at all the past couple seasons. So that that wasn't like a one time thing. They Bengals have had corner injuries, and that's why you can never have enough corners. It's just it's a physical, it's a demanding position, and it's hard to find replacement level talent really i hope cheeto has one of his best seasons in the league next year mm-hmm. this this upcoming season i hope that he just goes and gets himself paid uh and they and they even draft that rookie at 28 I, i'm all about it if you can have healthy secondary that's going to be extremely important um for how long an nfl regular season is i do want to get to this from t-bone he says if Bijan robinson falls to the 1920 range what are the odds that gives them to move up and maybe go grab Bijan because they don't really know what's going to happen with Joe Mixon? I thought about this because if you look at other teams and their reaction to the running back and the valuable the value of that position, they freak out when you hear from a team that's picking at 20 or 15. Like, no, 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 don't go running back. But if Bijan gets to about 20 or 21, if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, is that a bad move to move up to 21 or do you just stay put if you're going to get a running back in the first round? Um, the analytics people will all give that an F. I think they will hate that with the burning passion. That is their nightmare is trading up for a running back. It's hard enough to convince them that getting a top five talent at 28 is a good thing. Uh, so trading up for it, that's really good. They're really going to hate it, but it's, I wouldn't hate it. I, I, that's where I am on it. It's just if he's the last guy in your mid first round bucket because he takes a half tier bump because he's a running back and now you've got a mid first rather than top 10. If he's the last guy in that bucket and it's pick 19 and the Buccaneers are on the clock and they're like, we're not interested. We want, we want, who knows? 
Adabaware, but we can't take him here. 28, that's an okay spot. And we need a left tackle. Full circle, right? If you could trade Jonah Williams and your first round pick, swap with the Buccaneers, maybe you have to send something else. Hey, maybe you send Joe Mixon too. Uh, not could the- you imagine if Jonah and Joe Mixon, the, it finally was full circle and they were traded together? Traded together. Twitter would have a meltdown. Oh my goodness, I never thought about it. Yeah, that might be too much money for the Bucks to take on. (laughs) That's a lot. Uh, But yeah, it's just, if you could find a way to trade Jonah, move up to 19, take Bijan, I am not against that. I just think he's such a talented player. He fits the offense like a glove. And he excels in all three facets of playing running back. He's a runner, he's a receiver, and he can pass protect. I keep coming back to that because that is just something you don't see from these five-star running backs. They don't pass protect. They've never learned to pass protect in their life. You know what they did in high school? They ran the ball every single down. (laughs) We had a four-star running back at my high school. You know what he did? He didn't pass protect. He learned how to pass protect in college, but uh, when he was in high school, he didn't pass protect. That man was getting the ball 35 times, 40 times a game. depending how many times he needed it, maybe 20. I mean, he averaged like 14 yards a carry because he was a four-star recruit in Northeast Ohio. But, uh, you know, he, he got the ball. Like every time he was in the field, he got the ball, and they'd bring other people in if they wanted to throw the ball. Or they'd run a screen. Well, I would – I would. you said analytics would kill it, and I agree with you. We would hear from analytics being like, what are the Cincinnati Bengals doing? They, they shouldn't do that. That's terrible. Why are you getting a running back there? But then, like – two days after the draft, there's going to be all those graphics over on PFF saying, who's going to stop this offense? <laughs> PFF <laughs> will kill it on draft night. And then the next day they'll promote it. And, you know, they're playing both sides. So they always come out on top. 100%. No, I'd be all for it. Look, you, you need, you still need help running back as a question mark. We don't know what it's going to look like. Jacob says, I'm going to give this one to you because DJ reader is the guy. Chances DJ reader gets extended. My heart says 100. Uh, my brain says probably more like 20%. I don't think it's too likely. Even though I keep coming up, I keep promoting why they should, that they can, all these other things. But when I rack my brain, it, it's it's the meh, probably won't happen. And that makes me really sad. That makes me really, really sad. I don't really want to think about life without DJ Reader on this team, so we're not going to. Uh, I say 100%. James says, uh, James Rapine, friend of the show, why do you run a 6.2 40-yard dash? And the image you use gave me PTSD from being in junior high and having those, like, ankle braces during, like, middle school basketball. I don't I don't like those. Why did you post that picture? Because uh, we're going to play one-on-one basketball. I'm going to smoke him, and I just want to make sure he's not reporting on the Bengals from a wheelchair. So wear the ankle braces just in case, you know, I make a move and your ankle, you know, it's going to bust. But, hey, that's what the support's for. Uh, Yeah, I don't think I run a 6-2. I've never run a timed 40, though. But uh, if I ever had to run one, I've already watched one YouTube video on how to do it. I'm just going to grind out the technical process of how to run the 40. And maybe I'm really like a 5-2 type, but I'm going to get that down to 4-9, 5 flat. Maybe I'm like a 6 flat guy. I don't know. I have no idea what I run. <laughs> That's my biggest issue. It's like I got no clue. I got no clue what I run. Never ran in high school. Never ran track. Uh, so it's probably not great. But in my mind, 
because I've never been told I'm not, I think five, five flat is my goal. And that's probably too fast. Okay. So we'll tie it into skyline. You'll come here. You're going to do the 40 yard dash. If you don't hit five flat, you have to, to, you have 60 seconds to eat as many skyline hot dogs as you possibly can. Wow. How do I, how do I pay for that? Do I just buy like 12? (laughs) Well, I feel like we could work something out with skyline. I feel like they they could, you know, they could probably send us some, Tony's for you to do that. I think that this definitely should happen. It would really tie into Bengals. They're the new chili sponsor. You're running the 40. You're right. You're uh, right. So stay tuned. That'll definitely happen. You better do it before training camp starts. I will be, you, uh, I will be in town. Uh, Memorial, breaking news? Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Because uh, I'm going to Kings, Kings Island. You won't find me there. I assume it's going to be packed. And that was a terrible idea to go on. on Jamar on- Chase is going to be there. Oh, fine. real Jamar Chase or fake Jamar Chase? <laughs> I can't believe that guy did that. The fake one. The fake, the fake one. one. Yeah, fake Jamar Chase. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I will be waiting in lines that day. But I will be there the whole weekend. And uh, look, you're, you're a true fan. You're 45 minutes in the podcast. Plan on going and hanging out at the Ryan Guys Brewery for a while on Saturday. Yeah. And hey, you live OTR. We could both meet some people. I don't know if you'll be there. It's a busy weekend. I I will be in town during oh. Memorial Day weekend and I'll take the streetcar to Ryan Guys because oh. I live in yeah, like you mentioned, I live in OTR. I live in OTR. So yeah, I oh. that would be awesome. You should make it a a Bengals not to put a lot of pressure on you because you're you have a weekend and only being in town for so long, a little meetup. Yeah. No, I was thinking that and I I tweeted it out for a second and I was like, it's draft season. This is going to get washed over and nobody cares right now. So I'll tweet it closer to the date. Uh, oh my goodness. No, but you could tweet whatever you want. Guys, tell Mike yeah. uh, he should be in Cincinnati for it. Go to Ryan guys. More information coming. I have all these plans for you for your, for your, your. I've been to Ryan Bengals guys medical. once. It looked so cool. I didn't get to do much. It is really cool. Uh, oh. Going in May is a really good decision because when you go in June or July, it's, hot. it's so hot. It was hot um, when we went in like, uh, it was a hot day though, but we went, in, yeah. I think September and it was like 90 degrees out. And I was like, Ooh, it's a real warehouse. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's a great time though. And OTR is just a great spot because there's just different places to go, but that's awesome. And Memorial Day will be here before you know it. And I know you've been busy. I was talking about like Bengals meetup, but you were really busy working with Joe Goodberry, James Rapine, and you guys put together a really cool draft board. Yeah. And I think it puts a lot of work into behind the minds of the guys who who really invest into these prospects. And I, I say it all the time on social media. There's some really great follows. If you guys go to Joe Goodberry's uh, Twitter account, I'm sure uh, Mike has it on his. But but make sure you go check that out and uh, tell us a little more about that and, and what you guys put together last night. So this wasn't, this was a long process. I think you're talking about the the board. I really just put in my film grades and it gets factored into the grade that's given out. I use this thing more as like a risk profile than I do a true ranking because it's kind of like Derek Hall at 10. Derek Hall is a fringe first round, second round pick. So I wouldn't take him over Jalen Carter, even if the board says that. But it tells me that if Derek calls there at 60, you should feel good about that. Like that's a risk. Like he's not, he shouldn't be a risky pick. Forbes actually ends up five on that. And that's what actually moved me from, I wouldn't like this pick at 28 to, all right, well, I've got a second round grade on this guy, but the board is telling me like, this is really safe. This is, this is a safe prospect. So I should bump that up a little bit. And I'm still like early second. I would prefer a trade down, but 
that's me. Everybody else is saying first round is cool, and I'll probably get there. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of film grades in there. Everybody I've watched, everybody Joe Goodberry's watched. Uh, Draft Guy Jared has some stuff in there. Frequent mm-hmm. asking us when draft time is. He's got some trench players in there. Uh, Jake Lisko has like six grades in there on uh, the few tight ends he's watched, and then everything else it, it uses a formula of like your athleticism, your production your film grades from us, your film grades from the consensus, and then spits out a number. And I don't think you should use that as the Bible, but I think it works as a good risk profile and a tool, a tool to use, especially when you're thinking of day three guys, like you start going through there and you're like, okay, well, what day three guys really grade out well in this? Because it's a lot of what are supposed to be sticky statistics. Uh, So yeah, check it out. It's cool. We, uh, we did have our, uh, Yesterday, I went on his show on YouTube, and there were like six of us doing uh, a big board for the Bengals, which is also cool. So you can check mm-hmm. that out as well. And then we don't need to talk about how I probably don't have an article tomorrow. So okay. We don't have an article, but you have really great work. Make sure you go check it out, all Bengals. You can uh, check it out on Mike's Twitter page, Bengals underscore Sands. Just really great stuff to get you to draft week. I'm so pumped to finally talk about it next week. Uh, we will have a guest on Tuesday show, and then we will talk everything 28th pick for the Bengals next Thursday night. So thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.